All right, greetings, my friends. My name is Weston Nakamura from BlockWorks Macro in Tokyo. It's Friday, May 26, 2023 at Asia Markets Close. Welcome to the Market Depth Podcast, bringing you global market commentary and analysis from the Asia-Pacific trading session so that you know what happened overnight. It's been another bad month for markets that are tied to China across asset classes and an especially bad week to end this bad month as now... Basically, all year-to-date gains are gone across Chinese equities, currencies, commodities related to the China reopen theme, and so on, okay? In other words, all of these various markets that started the year poised for a China economic boom have now finally priced out the reopen in terms of year-to-date and are now potentially pricing in a worsening economic picture out of China. Now... Amidst the kind of broader DM equity markets that are rallying to differing degrees as of late, um, and then the risk focus being kind of squarely focused on the U.S. debt ceiling and, you know, the Fed and inflation and the like, um, I suspect that much of the economic deterioration in China that's underway and now being reflected in other markets, I I think that most of that or much of that may be getting overlooked. So today... I'm just going to simply just show what markets related to China have been doing uh, over the last few weeks, and especially this week, just to catch you up. Okay, let's first look at equities. So year-to-date, China equity markets have been underperforming the rest of the world, Um, especially Hong Kong, which has been vastly underperforming um, and has spent more time in the red than in the green year-to-date. But this week in particular, the CSI 300 index finally gave up all of its gains on the year and broke into losses on the year all right now let's take a look at asia indices year to date okay and you'll see that not only is a csi 300 now down on the year and the hang Seng hitting new year-to-date lows but it's also important to note the contrast with the rest of the asia region because it's one thing if the entire region or the world wasn't performing well you know as a whole but it's another thing altogether when china is getting hammered while japan korea and taiwan are absolutely surging right asia x china is handily outperforming the u.s china and hong kong are not um and you know, as I often say, like measuring month to date or year to date, it's not always very useful of a starting point. You know, it could be just kind of arbitrary. So let's just take a look from specifically November of 2022, which is after the China Party Congress and when the China reopen theme began to, you know, get priced into markets. Okay. So if you measure from that point, those enormous gains that occurred in a very short period of time that started in November of 2022, those are disappearing. And so basically at this point, the reopen theme from its inception of November of 2022 has just given back about half of its upside, right? Because at peak, the Hang Seng was up about 50%, now up 25. CSI 300 was up 16% um, at peak, and now it's up 8 um, and then this is basically the same thing, but with the yuan, USDCNH um, inverted um, on the chart. And you could see the same, basically the same behavior or price action behavior with the, the yuan, just giving back most of its reopened gains after peaking. Now, one could look at this chart and say, you know, oh, well, that's not so doom and gloom bad as it seems, right? Because markets haven't erased all of the reopened gains since it kicked off in November. It's still up considerably. Yeah, indeed. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it would be, wow, 
So despite the year-to-date massive underperformance in the equity markets, and in addition to all of the macro data showing a China reopen that's been that's being reversed entirely, almost as if it never even happened, despite all of that, these markets have only priced out half of the anticipated upside and thereby still have much more room to fall to get to quote-unquote fair value um, according to those macro fundamentals, i.e. we are not anywhere near back to flat yet, okay? Either way you want to interpret it, it's up to you, I don't really care, but whichever way it is, I don't necessarily necessarily see like a floor in terms of price levels um, anytime soon, right? Okay, so that's the equity um, and currency markets. Let's take a look at commodities, namely copper and iron ore, the industrial metals that were expected to boom on higher demand from China. And since that demand never really materialized as expected, commodities are also getting crushed alongside the other Chinese markets. Again, these are happening independently and coincidentally, but stemming from the same source. Um, And again, this was a particularly bad week for copper and for iron ore price action, respectively, okay, because they both were are breaching key uh, downside levels on in futures markets. So if you just look at this, this is LME copper, which was at one point well north of 9,000 um, in early uh, January. And now, however, it's broken below a key, the key 8,000 level um, support level on the, you know, on futures on the London Metal Exchange. Okay. And then for SGX iron ore futures in Singapore, that has also just cracked through a key 100 support level this week. Okay, so it's been a particularly bad week for commodities as well. Um, and then finally, let's just take a look at the fixed income space where we will once again see more of the same. This is just a chart of China one-year interest rate swaps, which is basically market pricing for where rates will be you know, 12 months forward. This has also been falling and falling very sharply as of late, and also heading towards erasing its gains from that November reopen start, right? So one-year CNY swaps, those traded as low as just barely above 2% this week. Um, It did hold that level, but, you know, it's far from the highs of, you know, 2.4% or above that, that it was in March, okay? So... There's your sort of cross-asset snapshot of various markets. Equities, currency, commodities, fixed income, all are independently in directional agreement. China's reopen is dead or dying. Um, But either way, it still has potentially more room to fall. All right? So therefore, now all eyes and all pressure is on the PBOC, the central bank. Okay, The PBOC as the economic upside supporter of last resort. So, if you look at uh, Bloomberg's survey of economists, what you'll see is that, first of all, the consensus estimates for China GDP has now been trimmed back to 5.5%. But if you look at this, this is basically their ex- economists' expectations for a China rate cut um, in, their, in their triple R, in their, required, their reserve requirement ratio. That's how much cash that banks have to keep on reserve, and so therefore a cut would free up lending. But you know, economists are expecting a 25 basis point cut, but they were previously expecting it to happen in Q4 of this year. And now the consensus has pulled that forward to happen in Q3 of this year. Okay. And it's not just like Bloomberg surveyed economists. It's basically anyone and everyone with their eyes on China um, who are expecting policy action to come in and save the day. So far as yet, you know, has yet to really come. 
but nonetheless, that's where basically everybody is, okay? And until it does come, or while it doesn't come, the natural direction for markets uh, left unattended is downward as we close out yet another week of this sort of price action, right? This is, once again, this is dollar yuan inverted. This is uh, copper futures um, as well uh, for the week, okay? Now, notice this kind of upside move at the end of the week here, all right? Now, what's that all about? So that's currently underway right now as we speak, and what's happening is we actually do have some bit of policy response, if you want to call it that, that came out at least in headlines today. Um, and that's what markets are reacting to. That's what that like kind of blip up is. All right. So here's the headline. China's state banks seen selling dollars in onshore FX market, according to sources. All right. Now, just for some background, China's state banks often trade on behalf of or via the direction of the PBOC directly in spot FX markets. So this isn't anything like crazy or unusual or whatever. Right. Um, also recall, like last Friday, when I mentioned that the PBOC put out that a very unusual statement warning of FX intervention against uh, what they deemed as sort of speculative one-way flows against the yuan. So this measure would be kind of in line with that public statement that was previously made. Regardless of whether or not the PBOC actually is doing this, right, like this direct um, directing of the, the big... Chinese state banks to sell dollars in the spot market. It almost doesn't even matter as long as that perception um, is there and therefore becomes a self-fulfilling market reality. But according to this article, citing anonymous sources, state banks had been selling USD to prop up the yuan yesterday and today, Thursday and Friday okay, of this week. And particularly as the offshore dollar yuan uh, rate was approaching the 7.1 level this morning, and indeed, we saw fairly decisive directional reversal in dollar yuan today, right at that 7.1 level or right near it. Um, you know, and and pairing the nearly one percent move lower in yuan uh, over the course of this week, um, and the more than two percent one-way decline that kicked off earlier this month um, as dollar yuan broke through uh, into the seven handle that I had you know had flagged last week as well. Okay. So, on the back of this, this is why we are currently, at the time of this recording, seeing this uptick in, you know, reversal in yuan and in copper um, and probably in all those, those other sort of uh, associated markets um, that are now gaining, again, independent, but coincidentally moving in line with one another. Now, this will like this little move will likely just be a very sort of short-lived event as in like maybe like a one or two day long thing probably but there is a takeaway regarding this and sort of market behavior okay like this sort of policy hinting and subsequent market response that we see today with these short-lived yuan support signaling you know just as we saw you know the, the last friday these are microcosms of what may play out in markets at a much bigger scale if and when the PBOC does actually make a material shift to more active easing measures, as in rate cuts. That could come as early as June. So, in other words, if we keep seeing further downside in various markets that are most sensitive to China, you know, continue to move lower, markets like copper, base metals, of course, Chinese equity markets, the yuan, and all that, right? If those keep heading downwards going forward, and then we get a rate cut by the PBOC in the near term, perhaps in, you know, in the next month, right? 
then we may very well get a very, very sharp reversal rally in these markets. Um, so as much as it might be tempting to short China, be it the currency, the equity market, or even like, you know, China, China proxy like copper or even the Aussie dollar, right? To do so now would be very, very risky to do so, in my view. At this point, I mean, you've lar largely missed that trade. And in fact, if you did bet against China from earlier in the year against consensus, um, you know, at the time, and you did so at higher levels, if you shorted China at higher levels, now actually might be a good time to begin to scale out and exit the trade and lock in your gains. Okay, but either way, it's definitely not time to open a new short from here, right? Like now, the risk reward is not in your favor, in my view. But with that said, I think that if one were looking to trade China, and again, this would be highly dependent on both like you know market conditions and economic conditions globally at the time, you know, some, for for which we currently obviously don't know currently. So the this commentary is probably going to be of little to zero value currently. But the China trade, if one were you know so inclined, would be to wait patiently for PBOC stimulus, right? in some form of rate cut or whatever it is right and then let markets have a reverse um a re reversal and rally and then you short into that upside momentum be it on the yuan on the index or even on the us listed you know fxi china etf whatever your choice of markets is right because in my view if such a market response of you know an immediate sharp move upwards uh were to come it would be short-lived because that market activity itself would likely be, it's being driven by short covering, okay? I.e. buying to exit open existing positions and not so much, you know, opening of new longs that are coming in. Um, I don't think that there would be any sort of like sudden bull rush back into China at that point because of a PBOC rate cut. Because one, as I pointed out earlier, so much of that is already expected by markets as it is, which is another way of saying that current market conditions that are in downfall that I've just shown you, that's what the markets are doing with an expected rate cut that has yet to come. And so if and when it comes, that wouldn't be of any surprise, um, provided that China doesn't go full out Bank of Japan style, Kuroda style, when massive shock bazooka blasting, which is probably unlikely in the near term, right? Um, but like uh, what, what a policy easing action taken by the PBOC would do is not necessarily, you know, be a, just a, a signal of further policy intent, as many are conditioned to think with regards to China monetary stimulus behavior. Like, yes, indeed, it can be a signal of a shift in policy regime from being currently sidelined to now being proactively easing uh, going forward. But only time will tell if that actually comes to fruition. But in the meantime, in the immediate, what a PBOC stimulative policy action taken um, would do is it would actually signal far more definitively that economic officials at the highest level in China are admitting or are at least confirming that indeed the economy is in such a weak state that it is in need and requires policy support. Um, at the very least, a stem further downside that would continue to deteriorate if left unchecked. Okay, um, and so just because they cut rates or inject further liquidity or intervene to prop up the currency or to make regulatory changes in whatever manner to in order to prop up the economy or markets or whatever, just just because they do anything like that, it doesn't mean that it'll actually prop up the actual economy itself. 
um, let alone you know sp- actually spur growth. Um, and so therefore, a widely expected PBOC stimulus measure in the near term would likely not revive the China reopened sentiment that we had going into this year at anywhere near that level of one-way consensus optimism. So in my thinking at the moment, that's why I'm saying that the trade might be just to wait out um, and just wait for the anticipated stimulus to come. And then if and when there's a sharp and short-lived reversal rally on short squeezing, then that may be the window of opportunity to trade against or to trade into, short into, right? And then ride uh, out a resuming of economic and market downside as markets will then subsequently realize that even the PBOC's powers are not enough, right? Um, so that's just kind of how I'm, I'm going about thinking, you know, on approaching uh, China. Now, I also want to flag that there's currently another wave of COVID that's ripping through China, for those who are unaware. This is according to state media, citing a study that was presented by a respiratory disease specialist at like a major biotech conference recently, um, who's basically saying that, so this new wave of COVID is coming as immunity from that last wave weakens after the six month mark, right? So that would basically be, you know, the last wave being in late 2022 to January 2023 of this year, six month mark being like current, right? So this resurgence apparently began began about a month ago. Estimates um, are currently that at the end of May, we'll see 40 million infections per week. And then that's going to peak at 65 million per week at the end of June. End of June is the peak is what they're saying. Okay, so there's that as well. Look, you could believe the numbers or not. I don't really care. Either way, that's out there, narrative or reality. Um, And so therefore, in either case, it certainly doesn't help this reopen bull case in the immediate term. And if the timing of those sort of projections of peak infections and all that kind of thing, if that's more or less accurate, then that would essentially overlap with the potential June PBOC rate cut window. Therefore, that would further dampen sentiment upon, you know, uh, stimulative measures that are taken. Or maybe it'll make a re-reopen bull narrative, which would be another opportunity to short into. Either way, my stance is just to watch with patience and not lose the forest for the trees, okay? June will be a very interesting month out of the region, um, if not for global markets. So make sure that you have your eyes uh, on the region and on market depth. Okay, so that's it for me. On behalf of Blockers Macro, my name is Wes Nakamura. Thank you for following Market Depth, and we will see you all soon. Thanks.